the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning and welcome Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group and our toll-free number 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. And welcome to Tuesday as uh, we watch all the world unfold here, at least financially, every single day, Monday through Friday. Big shout out wherever you may be catching this show, traditional radio. If you're streaming us on 1360 KHNC, hello, all you, you podcasters, you YouTubers, everywhere, uh, that you may be tuning in, uh, we do have, uh, for you YouTubers out there, uh, we're a couple weeks away, but we are making some progress here. Uh, in the very near future, if things go right, yes, you'll be able to watch the Patriot Trading Group and the Patriot Radio News Hour live uh, and see uh, all the antics Jason and I are doing while we're bringing the news to you. I'll keep you updated, but get out there, subscribe. Uh, we're we're going to be testing, hopefully, here uh, next week over the holiday when we get back from from Turkey Day. Maybe, possibly, if we're smart enough, uh, we'll be able to pull it off, but we'll keep you in the know. But it is Tuesday. There was some economic data out, Jason, that, that once again had Wall Street a little bit excited. Of course, it was just like the CPI data, which was, hey, uh, but this was the producer prices they had a big number fall off, so it came in a little less than expected. Uh, gold hit 1792. Remember, I told you about that number. Uh, sold off. Now it's coming back again. So we'll see. I, I don't know, but gold breaks 1792. The next target 1819. Let's just call it 1820. 1820. Uh, that once we we break 1820, then we're going to start that climb. Uh, into, back in towards, uh, 1900 and then eventually towards, uh, all time high. Silver, same thing. Silver, uh, was, was above $22. Then it sold off. Jason, now it's coming back again. Yeah, you gotta stay on top of it. Keep, keep watching because, uh, just a few little triggers, Joe, in, in the economic news cycle or even the, uh, geopolitical news cycle and things can move very quickly. So, the fact that gold has been so strong for over a week now is is a in, clear indication that things are getting ready to move. So we'll we'll keep on top of it. Yeah, I was hoping for a little pullback, you know, a, a little profit taking. I mean, I guess we got it because right now, you know, gold's at seventeen seventy eight. Uh, right at this exact moment uh, was seventeen ninety two, which you know is is a place to see some selling. Uh, I, I'm a little surprised we didn't see more, but the problem was uh, the dollar's lower because you know once again, and people that just listen, this is just a a trading event here on the equity side uh, with the 
lower inflation numbers. I think it really is driven what happened yesterday. Uh, Leo, Leo Branyard, the, the, the next head of the Fed, a Uber dove. I think she is the one that's going to bring us the digital currency. Uh, she was out saying, oh yeah, well, we're, we're raising rates, you know, because of inflation, but you know, uh, don't be surprised if, if we pause because somehow pausing will, uh, will allow them to fight it better. Yeah, I mean, and if you believe that, right, hey, printing money out of thin air doesn't cause inflation either, Jason. That's correct, Joe, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll keep watching what's going on because I, I think inflation is going to, we're going to have some bad numbers next year, and I just, I get this feeling, like you've been saying too, that it, I think people are just going to get used to a higher inflation. I think they're, I think that might be what their, their end goal is, is slowly but surely that I think people are just sort of, getting used to it and i think that's a bad thing to get used to joe because because you're it's just the standard of living going to drop so very quickly over the next couple of years if it stays like this yeah and then uh on on the layoff side of things only one today so i, I view that as a positive uh sally's beauty supply you know the store uh anyone that out there all you guys uh, the wives out there, uh, Sally's is a place they may may go to. They're going to close 350 locations. And according to the news, uh, Jason, they're not even going to wait for the holidays. These stores are scheduled to close in December. Yeah, I actually was watching Michael Cohen. Uh, he was covering a, a bunch of companies with layoffs. I mean, from, from just recently to, to up to date. So I, don't, I guess the last month or two. Up to today, and there's been a lot of layoffs. You, you, you came in yesterday with uh, Lael Bernard's, you know, sudden shift, and then I watched this video that comes out, and it's showing this company that you know this thousand here, thousand there, two thousand here, eleven thousand there. It's it's starting to add up, Joe. And I think if he's got the numbers, and if we if you get the numbers in front of you, Joe, it's usually later than when they get the numbers. So I I think you you hit it yesterday that I, the, the layoffs are finally hitting. And I think the ones that will be announced in the next month or two are going to be the ones that really push things. Yeah, something, obviously, something the Fed is seeing they didn't like. We had earnings out from Home Depot and Walmart. They were pretty good. Uh, Home Depot, uh, you know, sales were down 4%. What I would have liked to have known was that mostly in, like, the last month, right, did they see uh, the – because, you know, they, they give results quarter by quarter – uh, what was the slowdown kind of at the end of the quarter? That would be my guess. But but traffic was down four percent. But because of inflation, Jason, sales were actually up nine percent. So they had less people in the store, but they had to spend more money. Uh, and then on the Walmart side of things, no surprise here. Uh, really good numbers out of Walmart saying, "Hey, we it doesn't matter if you're the poor, the middle class, the upper class." Everybody's coming to Walmart to buy our cheap groceries. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592. Yesterday we had a huge silver sale. uh, Cheapest anywhere out there. Uh, We've got a few things left, so let me go over it. Uh, We had 10-ounce silver bars. We have 18 10 ounce silver bars still remaining. Uh, they're $270. Uh, if you buy 10 or more, and I guess you can only do that once, if you buy 10 or more, 
$265. I can't find them cheaper anywhere. Uh, and then on silver rounds, we had rolls of silver rounds. We got about half of those, about 20, 25 rolls of those rounds left. Same thing. These are You're not finding them cheaper. Uh, the roll, $540. If you buy 10 rolls or more, $530 at 800-951-0592. So if you want to get silver, it's the only silver really below $30 an ounce anywhere. You get into silver eagle, you're talking $40. Uh, even utility silver, like half dollars or $38, $39 uh, dimes and quarters. Uh, they're like $35, $36. So, Jason, these are well below that. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, a lot of times we're, we're, we're selling gold and silver, and these big customers pop up, and they're buying, you know, I'll get a guy walk in, just buy every ounce of silver I've got in the vault. And then we, sometimes, for whatever reason, this special that, that Joe put on the air yesterday, this should have been instantly gone. It's, there's no rhyme or reason to some of the, the times where we sell a lot, and sometimes we don't sell through on the first day, but... I'll say this, uh, Buffalo Rounds, because they're more fractional, should be at least a dollar or two dollars uh, an ounce more than the, the silver bars. So the fact that the silver rounds are even available at all is shocking to me. So this is a, like a second chance on these rounds that you can get them for 544 for a roll, $27 an ounce. These are prices that will, in, in the near future, be disappearing. And the next big silver round special, I, that could be $35 an ounce for all we know, Joe, by the time we get some more hands. We ran these rounds because we had these rounds, I want to say like a month ago. Silver was like $19, $18, $19, and they were $540. Yep. Uh, not almost $22. So this is, yeah, like you said, no rhyme or reason. We, I, I, I agree with you. I actually didn't think uh, we would make it out of the show yesterday. That's how good of a deal uh, it really was, but uh, who knows? Like you said, no rhyme or reason, but we got some left. Take advantage of it. 800-951-0592. And, you know, we, we've been talking a lot about a digital currency. We've been talking about, you know, the fact of the matter of the power that will be had uh, by the powers that be over all of us with this. And, and we've seen this, you know, with uh, how much, how, how powerful, as an example, the World Health Organization had become. Uh, the World Economic Forum, you, you know, we talk uh, not on this show a lot. Uh, we talk more about it on the Half Empty Cup Agenda 2030. Some very important things have been emerging out of the World Economic Forum. And for those of you that don't understand uh, the World Economic Forum, this is really countries and big business. And by big business, I'm talking the big banks, right? We're talking about uh, the big companies like Amazon and Walmart. Uh, of course, Microsoft, Bill Gates, he's involved in all of this stuff. And... What's happening right now? We talk a lot about homes. And I've really been changing my tune on homes as this crisis deepens, as rates uh, continue to go higher. Uh, the, the fact of the matter is we're starting to see, just like I worried about, 
We, we've started to see the first little bit of layoffs starting to emerge in housing and the actual builders. We've seen plenty of layoffs in mortgages. Uh, realtors, it was out today now, 37% of realtors were unable to pay their office rent. And they don't pay a lot. I, th- I think, and I could be wrong, I'm not a realtor, but I think they pay like 300 bucks or something. You know, they get uh, an office, may have 10, 12 realtors, they kind of all pay the rent together, but uh, 37%, that's a 10% increase in just 30 days. But then you go back and you start list looking at what they were saying at the World Economic Forum this year. One of the most criticized statements that came out of it, Jason, was for most people, now remember who's at this conference, the billionaires, right, the mega corporations, the bankers, the government. This is a direct quote. For most people, property ownership is redundant and unnecessary. And they went on to say that by 2030, so going in again with the UN agenda, you'll own nothing and you'll still be happy. And Jason, this is something that you've been saying for quite some time. Uh, and, and the World Economic Forum, they're, they're not just talking about pri- uh, not having ownership or private ownership of homes. They went even further, saying that rent, sharing, or gigging out of everything, not just homes, but cars, appliances, clothes, and how about this last one, and personal relationships. <laughs> well, <clears throat> it's interesting, Joe, because the Constitution is kind of a, a a sticky matter for, for, for globalists, you know, the, the World Economic Forum. And, you know, well, if you, if you sign away some of your freedoms, you know, that, that Fourth Amendment, you know, illegal search and seizure, well, but if – if you, if you sign on to the uh, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy, then somebody gets to come in and use your toaster. Hey, someone needs to just come in and sleep there one night. Well, you you sign on to this app or whatever this thing is. You know, Joe, you, you don't have a car. You have to share whatever driverless vehicle in the future is going to pick you up and, and, and drop you off. It, you'll lose any kind of privacy and any kind of ownership of anything. And I guess, Joe, if you, they can do this long enough, people will get used to it, but... I can tell you there's a lot of people that will never, never uh, want to put up with that. Well, hey, you know, it's just interesting. I never, you know, uh, using your car as a taxi, I thought that was nuts. But now they've, they've got companies out there. People, uh, instead of you going and using a rental company, like, you know, Hertz and being accused of stealing their vehicles, you can uh, you can actually rent out your cars to people. Your yep. you know, and, and a lot of it is, hey, I, I I've got a a high end car that I'm willing to rent out. But yeah, all over and all these major cities, uh, you can actually rent a car from a private individual versus going through uh, the the traditional car rental companies. But you know, go back to the financial crisis. Was this all part of the you know part of the plan here? Because who bought all the houses? Who bought them all? It wasn't you or I. 
No, it was what private equity firms, BlackRock and Blackstone and whoever Jeff Bezos and all these guys buying houses by the tens of thousands. And now, uh, at the latest World Economic Forum, they're like, yeah, listen, you know, that's just redundant. You don't need to own anything. And, and Jason, I guess if you make it expensive enough, right, you won't own anything. Pretty simple. Joe, if people fall into poverty to the point where they can't pay for shelter and food, but you also want, if you're one of those guys that wants to own it all, so to speak, then you come up with very creative ways where, uh, the middle class, the business class, just keep on shoveling it in, into the lower end of society, because they're, they're, you know, at the top they're stealing from every every side. Every side you're being stolen from. You know, if you're if you're a guy that's uh, paying off that mortgage, working hard every day, uh, they're taking thirty percent or twenty five percent through federal income tax. That's just to start. Your property tax that's getting higher every year, and and, and it goes to feed a system where hey. We make sure that the uh, the people that really have trouble even just making simple purchases that are needed, like food, energy, transportation, uh, your your mortgage or your rent. What's going to happen is they they find a way, Joe, to just lower the standard of living. Hey, I'll be the I'll be the I'll be the uh, let's just do Uber and Lyft, okay? Uber and Lyft are the big ride sharing companies. These companies are salivating over the the idea that there will be driverless cars. Because now they have smaller bills because they don't even have to pay the little tiny bit that they pay their drivers to begin with. They'll have fleets of these cars, Joe. I'm going to tell you right now, if, you, if, you, if, if they get reliable driverless car technology on the road, you want to be the, a next millionaire billionaire, you get a whole fleet of those cars and put them on the road and start a, a ride-sharing service. Cause that's, that's where it's going to be at, Joe. But why do I get the feeling that if you and I wanted to start up that business – there's a lot of roadblocks stopping us from getting there because we need to be down low. We need to. We, that's that's not allowed for us. How, how about this? Is it coincidence? Is it? I don't know. It, it's kind of interesting, isn't it? Hey, we don't want you to own homes. Nope. Well, let's see. Hmm. Home affordability. The ability for people to own a home. At an all-time record high for unaffordability. Let, let me give you an example. Before the pandemic, this is two years. The average person, and maybe not in the big city, but the average person could buy the average house, or maybe the median house. They needed to make at least forty thousand dollars. Now they're saying that number is 88,000. And I have no idea uh, if you're only making 88,000, what house you're buying in Phoenix. But anyway, the, the, the data says, hey, it's more than doubled in less than two years how much you need to make. And, and let's say that salaries have gone up, Jason, but they haven't doubled. I mean, maybe you got a 10% raise. Heck, maybe you got 15 or 20. You didn't get 100. Yeah, if it wasn't for technology, Joe, things would be really, really bad for a lot of people because technology makes things cheaper. So it's interesting how – say that. I don't see it. Well, right? it, Where, it, Where's it, the cheaper stuff? It, it makes you get along with a little – a few less dollars, Joe. Like it's funny how the technology seems to just come along right when the economy needs the lower-end society to have, say, a, a smartphone. 
You know, why didn't we have those things 10, 15, 20 years sooner? I'm sure it was it was there, Joe. You know, why why don't we have driverless cars now? I I, I bet they already work, right? But they're going to work whenever they need the economy to absorb that because, let's face it, Joe, this Ponzi scheme gets weaker and weaker every year. And the only way to, to keep people signed on to a Federal Reserve note is to make sure that people have their football game and their beer on the weekends, right? That's all, the, that's, that's all that matters, right? Well, I think I just found out what, what Leo Brannard saw in her big talk yesterday. For those of you that missed yesterday's show, uh, she is the vice chair and, and how this goes. Uh, ben Bernanke was Greenspan's vice chair. Janet Yellen was Bernanke's vice chair. Jay Powell was Yellen's vice chair. Now, uh, Leo Branyard is, is Powell's vice chair. Uh, she is very important. Uh, I've identified her. Matter of fact, for years now, I've been telling you outside of Janet Yellen, this may be the new most dangerous woman. This, this is a liberal. She believes in money printing. She believes in, in the, the need to hand out money for keeping people in poverty, but just enough to where they don't riot. Hey, we're going to give you just enough. That's what she believes. But she came out yesterday. And we thought you'd just make the case. Yeah, we're going to go 50 basis points. But listen, rates are still going a lot higher, higher for longer, but just at a slower pace. She actually said it's going to be even slower than that. And I think I know why, because the Fed just released this report. You're not going to want to miss it. We'll be back. 800-951-0592. 10-ounce uh, silver bars. 270, 10 or more, 265. And then, of course, those rolls of rounds, 21-ounce silver rounds, 540, 10 or more, 530. Get them while they're still here, 800-951-0592. So why the change yesterday? And we were kind of speculating what data points did they see that we don't know yet, that they haven't shared with us yet. And I think I know what it is. This this report has to do with household debt. This is a report uh, inside of the Federal Reserve. So this is a report only the Federal Reserve does. And the similarities to the financial crisis are, are really shocking. Because it said it was the largest increase in debt and the fastest pace of increase going back to 2007 and talking about the heavy increase in credit card usage. And again, remember, we, you know, remember what happened the last time around. In 2007, Ben Bernanke was head of the Fed. He was raising interest rates. What are we doing right now? Raising interest rates. Interest rates got all the way to five and a quarter. Kind of interesting how the Federal Reserve, you know, we're, we're between three, seven, five, and four. But that five and a quarter number kind of, Jay's kind of in the ballpark, isn't it? 
Yeah, I'd say. You know, if we go half a point in, in December, which is, that, that's a foregone conclusion. That's happening. Uh, you go half a, half a point the first rate hike of next year, right? We're at five. Uh, and I'm saying, hey, it's going to go again in March. And then May is when I'm kind of saying, hey, we got a problem. That's, that's very simple. And it's of it. course, remember. Go ahead, Jason. Well, I was just say it's interesting because if, if, if you remember, Joe, I was talking even like, uh, the beginning of this year, or maybe a, the few, few months into the year, we were talking about how 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 this system could even take two percent or three percent without breaking. So l- look at it, how we're, or we've passed those levels. It hasn't quite broken the way we know it will break. It's just it makes you it makes you wonder, right, Joe? And then as you're as you're uh, showing the comparisons uh, to to the, uh, the housing crash, we are getting to that level again. It's it's uh, yeah. There seems like there is a lot of alarm bells and similarities as we get close to five. Yeah, and and again, right? Housing was done, but Ben Bernanke was oh, it's just it's just froth, right? It was a subprime. Everything's okay. Today we're saying, well, yeah, okay. Nobody can afford it, and the buying has stopped, but everything's okay, right? That that that's. Again, not the exact same, similar. Well, Joe, you can almost say uh, the 2021 uh, version of subprime is uh, transitory. <laughs> Even got that right. <laughs> one's transitory, Two one's years subprime. Years ago, you needed forty thousand. Now you need eighty-eight thousand. That that doesn't jive very well. No. But hold on. Now the next leg. Oh wait. Household debt just took off. Matter of fact, we haven't seen a quarterly increase like this going back to the last crisis. So remember, hey, and 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 think about here in Arizona. Listen, the housing had stopped here in Arizona in late '05, but it didn't become a full-blown crisis to 2007, 2008. It takes a little bit of time. But here's what's interesting is you don't get jingle mail, right, where people send the keys back until people get what? Until they get fired, until they get laid off. So this is another pattern very similar. Oh, wait a minute. We got a dead stop in housing. Everybody's racking up credit card debt. Matter of fact, credit card debt today is at an all-time record high in just a single quarter. Think about this. From July to September, credit card debt jumped $351 billion. Well, total debt. I'm sorry, not just credit card debt. Total debt jumped $351 billion in a single quarter. You're talking about, if you annualize that, that'd be $1.4 trillion. That, that's as big as the national debt was for, for 2022, Jason. This is, this is unprecedented that we haven't seen that. Well, I, I can't say we haven't seen it before. We've only seen it one other time. Right. Right. Well, we got a lot more debt between those two uh, time frames. Look at the debt level that we have now versus then, and and look at all the printing that has gone on between those two those two uh, time frames, Joe. So it's a much much more severe situation this time around. Increase in household debt year over year, 
8.3%. Isn't that what they've been saying inflation was too for a lot of, a lot of this year? Kind of interesting. By the way, the quarter before that, it was 310 billion. And we know it's not housing. Right, we know that they, this isn't housing because right, people aren't buying houses, and yet debt is up in the last two quarters over six hundred and sixty billion dollars. At the same time, right, rates are rising. Uh, interest rates on credit cards. Here's another thing that's sad: interest rates on credit cards are actually higher now than they were in '07. Yep. Yeah, and Joe, people forget that how severe 08 really was. Uh, after Bear Stearns and Lehman Brothers fell, uh, banks stopped loaning to each other. They stopped loaning to corporations. There was going to be a complete freeze, and the, the, the government bailed them out. Well, they bailed them out because there was going to be complete freeze of all equity markets. All monetary markets were going to be frozen. That's easily where we're headed, Joe. And I, what, what's, what's going to be the storyline? Uh, are they actually going to freeze this thing up for a while and really show some pain so that somebody can be the new hero that comes in and to fix this, which is going to be a bunch of money printing? Credit card debt year over year up 15%. That's yeah. a lot closer to the real inflation, isn't it? Yep. There's no accidents here. There's no accidents here. Pull your head out of your backside and start figuring out what's happening here. This is just absolutely egregious. Uh, they haven't seen a jump in credit card debt like this in more than 20 years. Listen, credit card debt uh, didn't even exist until the 70s. And, and, of course, now in the last 20 years, it's just escalated out of control and I'm just starting to wonder, uh, is the Federal Reserve starting to realize, uh-oh, the consumer may have hit its max pain, and are the defaults going to come next? Patriot Radio News Hour, pick up that silver. We'll be right back. 800 the best silver deal in the world, and we've got it today. 10-ounce silver bars, 270 uh, 10 or more, if we have 10 or more, 265. And then, of course, the rounds, uh, rolls of 20 silver rounds. And these are cool. We got buffalo rounds. We got those, those prospector rounds, which are really, really nice. Uh, really great detail. Uh, $540 for a roll of rounds. Uh, buy 10 or more, 530. And Jason, tomorrow, both of these products are going to be in the low 30s, probably $31, $32 an ounce. Uh, save five bucks an ounce and buy it today. Yeah, great, great products. Some of the silver rounds we have are just uh, a mix of different stuff because it's it's not all just prospectors and uh, buffalo rounds. But those are the what we had the most of. But doesn't really matter. You're going to get one ounce uh, silver coins, essentially twenty of them, and uh, with the round, it should be at least a, a dollar or two an ounce more than the bar. So so even the, the the bars are an impressive price. The rounds are even more impressive. Uh, which I was surprised that the rounds actually made it through yesterday. So here you go. I mean, there's this brilliant opportunity to stack some silver, Joe. The U.N. had another vote uh, on the Russia-Ukraine war, and it went eerily similar to the vote when the war started. And we went to the U.N., and we wanted everyone to condemn Russia. And remember, that vote 
uh, was very, very close. This one was on uh, Russia paying war reparations and all kinds of other stuff. Uh, this vote eerily similar to the vote the last time around. Nine, uh, by the way, 193 members. Okay, so the the this UN Council has 193 members, of which 181 of them actually voted. So I'm going to assume, you know, what the the 12 that didn't, I you know, what do you assume? Hey, I'm not. It's not even worth my vote. Uh, should that be counted as a a vote for Russia? Probably, but I'm gonna gonna throw those twelve out. I don't know why they didn't. Who knows? Ninety four voted in favor. Eighty seven either voted no or said we abstain from voting, which is essentially voting no. Uh, and of course, all the suspects. China, India, Brazil, Saudi Arabia, UAE, Iran, Venezuela, Iraq, right? The, the, all the places where uh, you have uh, oil. Jason, they all either voted no or abstained, every single one of them. Well, not surprising with the way they've set this thing up since the, um, the war started in 2021, Joe. Like even Israel abstained. Yeah, well, <laughs> Israel. I mean, aren't they our greatest ally outside well, of Great Britain? You know, it seems like the country that are abstaining probably have a little uh, interest in the West and in China, Russia. So uh, that doesn't make too. That's not that big of a surprise. Uh, Russia's Russia and Israel have some dealings, and China and Israel have some dealings. Uh, Israel has dealings with everybody. It's kind of hard for them to vote against anybody, right? They kind of they, they had their fingers and everything. Yeah, I guess, and I, I just found that interesting because uh, I know, you know, again, the court of public opinion here at home uh, versus abroad, uh, nothing has changed. Uh, the, the fact of the matter is uh, that the world seemingly is sort of split, right? And, and this didn't used to be the case. It used to be, hey, America says to do this, and outside of uh, the quote-unquote axis of evil, uh, everybody was on board. But but things have definitely changed. Yeah, it just seems to me it has a lot to do, Joe, with, with uh, wanting to change the, the, you know, it's the United Nations, right? 193 countries. I mean, it's, it's, who's not in it now? And it seems to me that what they're, what they're uh, bickering about is who's going to be uh, more uh, – Who's got more influence over the world economic situation than anything else, Joe? That's what it seems like. It's, it's all about who controls the the bread, right? Yeah, and I think that's kind of it, right? This is let, let's let's call it what it is. This is China, India, Russia, Brazil saying we want a seat at the table. This is this is what they're they're saying. Those BRIC countries, and now uh, again, let's not. You know, we got a lot going on. I know we got the election thing, and and we got inflation, and rate hikes, and layoffs, and and you know it's the holidays. There, there's a lot going on. But there's a big meeting between China and Saudi Arabia next month, and this is this is really kind of a, a big deal. They've been speculating for a while now 
that Saudi Arabia, which obviously, let's face it, right, the, the new head of Saudi Arabia, not a fan of the United States, that they may start pricing oil in something other than dollars. It hasn't happened yet, but if they allow China, as an example, to buy oil in Renembi at the same time where we've got all this debt that we're trying to peddle, uh, the, the, the national debt's rising again, quantitative tightening, right, all this stuff, uh, Jason, this could be a very interesting development when it comes to uh, the role of the dollar. And, of course, maybe why we're hearing Janet Yellen and Jay Powell and others say, hey, we got to have this digital currency. That, that's right, Joe. And I, I, I wish I could uh, – I'll have to somehow send you a copy of, of these uh, – when you look at all – let's just say United Nations country currencies and you pile them up as a big pile – it's kind of interesting when one country decides to so-called quantitative ease or a tight tighten. Anytime one currency goes down a little bit, another currency just seems to rise up. And then when another currency rises up, another one gets to shrink down. But there's always more currency worldwide, Joe. It's, it, it always grows. It never shrinks. So petrodollar goes away. They put it in something else. If you look at the piles of currency, Joe, they're always the Ponzi scheme just gets bigger and bigger every year. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. 800-951-0592. Joe and Jason, final segment, Patriot Radio News Hour. The Dow's up a couple hundred points. Gold's flat, uh, 1775. Uh, silver's down about 35 cents here, 2165. And, you know, we, we have the silver, the, the, the rest of this silver here, uh, pick it up. Uh, I agree with Jason. I, I love the, uh, the, the 10 ounce silver bars. They're kind of cool, but the real buy in all of this, Jason, those rounds. That's correct. It's fractional. You get a roll of 20 of them. Uh, it was just face it that everyone likes the fact that if you needed to sell some of your silver, just like if you have to have sell some of your gold, a one ounce gold coin, well, that's fine. You have to you bring it to us. We're going to buy that. But if you have it, you know, a quarter ounce, five dollar liberty, you bring that to us. You don't have to sacrifice a whole ounce. Same thing with these, uh, these silver, uh, rounds. You can, you can sell off five or 10 of them if you need something. Real quick done, uh, you know, you have some, some some unexpected expense that comes up. You need to put a little money in the checking account to pay those bills. You don't have to sacrifice the whole 10-ounce bar. You can throw five, six, eight ounces towards us. Joe, we buy all the time. so you know, Yeah, all the thing. time. And, and, of course, two great barterable material, too, yep. with this digital currency. There's no doubt uh, that this is going to be uh, – I think that one of the big things that comes out of this digital currency is uh, the old barter – it's going to make a big comeback, and I think gold and silver are, are going to be at the forefront of all of that. And, again, it's been an interesting day, uh, really an interesting last two days. Uh, the the big thing that we're seeing, and it just the, the two similarities uh, from the last crash. Housing's dead. Now, the difference this time around, right, we don't have nearly as many houses, right, because Wall Street owns so many of them, right? But housing's dead in the debt picture for households. This is unsustainable. You can't add three, $350, 400000000000 billion of debt every single quarter 
And now we're at this levels where, hey, household debt's never been higher. And and I think, Jason, they're, they're starting to worry here. Yeah, having too much debt in the current economic situation, I mean – Buying gold and silver is a great way to, to protect what you've got and do it and do it as, as quickly as possible because we're in this this lull in gold, this this, lot, this next stage of the good old days because in a few years we'll be pointing out the, the gold prices now like I do the 2018 prices when Brian and I first came on with Joe. Uh, but that aside, debt, man, this is th- these situations are not the time to be having a big wad of debt that you're paying off. Because it's just going to eat you alive with the inflation stealing from you, with the taxes stealing from you, and you're just trying to make ends meet, Joe. Having those extra hundred dollars here, five hundred dollars there, you know, all that debt, uh, the interest on on your credit cards, the interest on your mortgage. If you can pay off some of that and get rid of some of that in these times, big, big, huge uh, help to you, Joe. Yeah, eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. $27 an ounce for silver rounds, $27 an ounce for 10-ounce silver bars. Uh, if you buy 10 rolls of rounds, we're going to take it to uh, $530 for the roll, so you're essentially paying $26.50. Uh, same thing on the silver bars. I buy 10 silver bars, we're going to take it down to $26.50. We are already the cheapest anywhere at 27 even cheaper at 2650 800-951-0592. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.